Hello, this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our quick form podcast where we'll talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we'll talk to real estate professionals to learn what they have done that have allowed them to be better than they were yesterday. Please enjoy our podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to the Windermere Coaching Minute. I am your host, and today I'm so excited to have Amanda Standley with us. Amanda, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Well, hey, you're welcome. And I just so the listeners understand, I just want to let all of you know a little bit about Amanda and then how Amanda came to being on our podcast. So Amanda has been in real estate for 10 whole weeks, right? Yes, just about. Just about. And you come from the tech world. Yes, that is correct. You're uh, you're a mom, two great kids, and you have uh, and you're married, and um, so balancing like uh, real estate and and uh, kids and all that whole world, you're probably are you you're kind of map, mapping through that and figuring that all out. Oh my goodness, yes, it's definitely a change of pace. Some of which is welcomed, and some of which is a little crazy right now, especially being in the summer with lots of buyers and sellers. Um, crazier than I thought it would have been, actually. Right. Well, and one of the things that I want to, uh, first of all, say thank you, and we're grateful for you, but you are one of our clients on the Windermere Path Call. And so for the listeners there, we we have a coaching company and we do one-on-one coaching. We have this thing called The Path, and it's a call every Thursday at 10 o'clock. And we have, um, we basically have themes every month. And so our, what was it, a month ago, our themes were open houses. And so we were talking about all these strategies around open houses. And Amanda was on The Path Call, and then I get this email. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just got to tell you, I implemented one of the strategies you guys talked about, and it turned into a pretty unique and very, very uh, uh, lucrative transaction. And so I said, oh my gosh, Amanda, I got to have you on the path call, because here's why, uh, for the people who are listening, there's a lot of people that will listen to the stuff we suggest and we want to do, and then they get this narrative in their head, I can't do that, or does it work? And then we have people, and I love it, that are brand new that say, well, I'm just going to give it a shot and see what happens. And then business comes from it. So, um, so you were you were on the path call, and there was a lot of things. And you were so tell us a little bit about you were going to have an open house. Kind of what happened? Yeah. So previously, I went to Ninja Installation like my second or third weekend, and was really religious about joining the path calls. So I attended the path call where you were focusing on how to optimize open houses. Um, as a new agent, I've really been diving into open houses as a way to meet potential buyers. But during the training, one of the topics you discussed, well, a few, right, were door knocking in advance, invitations for special timings, like for a neighbor preview, and of course, having visitors sign in. And that is the one that I'm hoping to talk a little bit more about. Absolutely. So, and here's the thing that happens a lot. So, and this is just my experience and I'm not judging, I'm just reporting, but uh, I'll go to open houses in my neighborhood and I'm always amazed. You walk in and there's typically, there's an agent there. Um, and many times they're, uh, you know, they're engaging, but they don't ever have anybody sign in. And in many cases they don't do it. Or if they do, it's kind of like they feel bad and they want to go, well, I mean, you could sign in if you wanted to. And they almost talk you out of it. Um, and then, you know, it's just, and then you walk out of there and then there's no follow-up. And if you were interested in any way, shape or form, you didn't get any of my information. So exactly. we, we said, Hey, this is not an option. And we gave you ideas around it, right? Like, Hey, 
We need you, everybody to sign in for the safety of our sellers. We need everybody to sign in because we want to make sure that we follow up with you with the best information that we can. And this is not an option. Please sign in. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, so tell me, so first of all, I'd love to know, how did you structure that? How did you make it so that that was an easy thing for them to do? What did you do? Yeah. So when you very bluntly said, make people sign in, um, in my head, I knew I wanted to be welcoming and open and not pushy, but also knew that you're the expert, right? Like I'm coming in ready to take bits of knowledge from people who've been doing this for a long time. So just give it a try. I had also already done some open houses and was doing more of an optional sign in, right. um, with like an opportunity to win something. So I had a little like Canva designed flyer with a pen and paper in front of it to win a coffee gift card. And I didn't get anyone to sign in. I know <laughs> other people have been successful that yeah, way, but right. I was not. Right. Um, and so that next weekend after listening to the Windermere Path call, I went back and prepared for the open houses by modifying those sign-in sheets. Um, Windermere does have some standard like sign-in sheets available, but I ended up creating my own with my branding and collected some different information. Um, I'll be honest, not all of it gets filled out, which is okay. Um, but I just wanted to make sure it was at least available. Right. So when I welcome visitors into the open house, I literally say basically what you just said for the seller security, we're having everyone sign in. And I kind of motion like towards the sign in sheet. Um, I also say you don't have to fill out the whole thing, but at least an email or phone number so we can get in touch with you if we need to is plenty. And then I walk away and I give them some space. And I will tell you that nobody has ever questioned or pushed back. Right. I know. I, and I, I want our listeners to hear this because here's the thing that I find is we will create these scenarios and uh, situations in our head that we're like, oh my gosh, but I'm going to get this. Or what if they say this? Or what if they say that? And when you have confidence, so that's very confident when you say, hey, uh, just so you know, for the safety of our sellers, uh, we need everyone to sign in. And we give them a very easy way to do it and say, we. and I loved it. And you set clear expectations. You don't have to fill it all out, but we need at least an email or a phone number. Uh, and thank you. Right. And then we always are great, gracious and thank you. And we let them do it. And I love, I don't know if everybody heard that. She doesn't get any pushback. No. No. And I also actually, so behind the pen and paper sign-in sheets, I also have an acrylic sign with a QR code that takes them to a job form. So if they wanted to use their own device to sign in, they could. It has the same exact questions to populate. Um, most people use the, I would say like 80% of the people use the written form. Yes. I've only had, I've had much less that actually do the QR code, but I guess at least it's there if someone wants an option or makes them feel, you know, more comfortable. Well, and I, and I love that you give options, right? So if I come in, I can write it down. That's easy to do. Or I can scan the code. It's up to you, but you're not, you're not giving them a way out. Right. And so you say, mm -hmm. Hey, you know what, just fill it in. Um, and, and here's the thing that I think is so important is that we know the stats say 62% of people who come into an open house typically have a home to sell and the buyers that are coming in also, many of them don't have a relationship or even if they have met with a real estate agent, they're not really tied to that agent because they haven't had a great experience. Right. Right. So, so you get these people to sign in and, and just so everybody knows, where was your open house? Yeah. So I was doing an open house in Bothell for another agent in my office. And this couple came in that loved the home. They were FaceTiming their parents. They were talking about where things could go. And I just had this like 
they had this sense of joy when they walked in. Right. Um, they signed in, no problem. And then as they were looking around, I got to know them a little bit better, you know, was asking the forward questions um, and was able to just really connect with them. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of it, right? At the open house, we connected, we knew they liked it. They had an interest, but then let them, you know, go on their own way. But when I left the open house, I called the listing agent to give him an update how it went. And he mentioned that at the time, he actually had another offer in his hand. Um, I don't know. Can I name names of other agents? Uh, yeah, you definitely can name other names, <laughs> sure. Um, so Travis Stewart is yes. one of the most successful agents in our office. And he has been such a source of encouragement and motivation for me. And it was one of his opens. Okay, terrific. He's a yeah. great, guy. great guy. Travis is a great guy. Mm -hmm. He's been great. So when I told him that I got this couple's information, he said, well, you're going to reach out to them, right? And <laughs> I think I would have, even if he didn't say that, but right. he gave me that extra push to do it right then. Yes. And to be able to give them an update on the house and the other offer. And ultimately, it all goes back to that sign-in sheet because I would not have been able to call this couple if I didn't require them to sign in. And right. I'm so thankful that I did. Well, and I love it. I love it that that a couple of things come to mind here is one is that, uh, you know, there's so many pieces here that in, are there in the work. So somebody comes in and sign in. The other thing too is you to engage with people to have, you've mentioned four conversations, right? Mm -hmm. It's not about, well, do you love the house? You guys want to buy the house, but it's tell me a little bit about you. And you could see that their 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 brain was moving from curiosity into interest and potentially, well, it did end up being desire, right? And you could see that and feel that energy. And so you picked up on that. So mm -hmm. that's Intel, right? You have some Intel. Uh, you had their contact information. And then you had somebody who's a mentor that's been doing this for a while that says, hey, Amanda, uh, maybe you want to reach out to them, right? Because if they're this serious about it, this is going to give them a sense of urgency if they really want to make a move on this house because we have another offer in hand. Why don't you fill it out and see what that's like? And then you say, well, my gosh, because I implemented this other little situation where I now have their phone number, I can call them. So tell me about the phone call. What was that like? Yeah. So when I called them, um, first, they were excited to hear from me. So it wasn't weird at all. I'd already created a relationship with them, um, but I knew they didn't have another agent that they were working with seriously. Right. So I had this opportunity to tell them that there was another offer in hand. And I was just calling to gauge, you know, how they felt about if the home was something they wanted to move forward with and let them speak. They ended up just basically sharing how much they loved the property. Um, they wanted to make an offer. And I ba very basically said, would you like some help? And they said, yes, please. Like it was as simple as that. Wow. It was amazing. So, and so yes, please. And so then you, so did you meet with them that day or what, what happened? So this is an interesting one. It was actually the parents of the couple that purchased the property um, and so they connected me with their parents who don't live in the state. And it was back and forth, uh, quick writing an offer because the other offer that Travis had in hand was about to expire, but we did end up writing an offer that evening. Um, so it was listed at 948 and we got an offer accepted at 920, uh, full cash, which was awesome. Um, and we were able to beat out the other offer. 
That's terrific. And so, so think about this. So you have, you, you're working in an open house, you implement some of the tactics that we talk about in the, in the path call, you get a phone number, uh, you're able to reach back out to him. You have a great mentor who kind of pushed you and said, Hey, you should do this. And it turns into you now writing an offer for 920,000 cash offer. So it closes quickly. What was the, what was the close time on it? Well, that's also another complicated point. It was supposed to be uh, three weeks, but there was a little snag um, in getting some of the funding uh, liquid. So we actually close on the 14th. So just in two weeks. That's awesome. And guess what? And you've been in this business for 10 weeks. I got to believe you learned a lot of different things in this process. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially learning how to handle some other situations as well. If an, like if a challenge comes up, there's, People want to work together. And I think especially that's one of the things I love about the Windermere agents is that collaborative nature. Um, and so even though there was a snag, we were able to work through it and each coach our clients separately to be able to get to a successful agreement. It's successful. And now and now you have clients that are now in your database mm-hmm. uh, that are now your your clients, your your sphere. Um, and I got asked, is, here we go. So this is another coaching moment. So uh, are you going to set them up on a property view? Uh, in, a, in a year from now to give them that. And then you're going to probably just engage with them for a period of time. Absolutely. And I would say too, even if I don't, so I try and do those questions with everybody right. um, during the open house. And sometimes there's kind of nothing that I can follow up with, but sometimes there is. Sometimes I identify ways that I can add value to at least one person. So I try and make a little scribble in the sign-in sheet. Right. And then I follow up with them as soon as I'm done with the open house. And then actually I've also implemented a time block on Mondays to go through the open house sign-ins from the weekend, add them to my CRM, which is currently engaged, um, maybe changing, but, uh, and then I also have a couple of templates that I created. So one is an email and one is a text. So depending on which information they provided in the sign-in sheet, I follow up with either an email or text with just a thank you for visiting. Um, I like the email better because it has links so they can directly call, text, email, like an easy way to get in communication. But both of them have been successful so far and an opportunity to keep open communication. I love it. That's so awesome. And I, and you know, and, and this is the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand as well is that when you're holding an open house, when you're in an open house, a couple of things are going on. One is obviously you're 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 getting uh, noticed by the by the neighborhood, right? So there's a face, there's an experience that they feel. The other one is it's an interview. There may be uh, there may be sellers that live in that neighborhood that are neighbors that come into that house that because of the experience they had with you and the way you engage with them and the and the, and the strategies and the dialogues you use and the systems you put in place. Uh, make you uh, rise above anybody else they've had experience with. Um, and I love it because uh, there's another gentleman that I coach. Uh, he's out of Everett, Christopher Rigby, and he sent me a text uh, from a recommendation that came from him. And same thing, because he implemented some of the strategies that we talked about. And the client said, you know what? You were by far is the most amazing experience we ever had when we went into an open house. The way you talked to us, the way that you uh, you know conducted yourself, the professionalism, it was just, it was, we said, hey, if we're going to work with somebody, we got to work with you. And I think that um, there's a lot of agents that phone in open houses. They just, they throw up some A boards, they get into the house, they drop some flyers, they don't have a sign-in sheet, they don't have a good dialogue, and they just go, man, I hope this goes good. You know, as- almost a waste of time. Why are you going to do it if you're not going to do it right? 
Right. If you're and, and you know, and the goal should be at the end of that open house, you either identify some buyers that you can start working with, or you have a listing appointment because there's a potential seller that walked in and says, Hey, uh, we're thinking about selling our house and we got your uh, you know, we got your invitation to this 45 minutes before the real one starts, and we'd like to talk to you about possibly, you know, the value of our home. So awesome stuff. I mean, that's terrific that you're doing that. And uh, so any, so for the listeners that are listening, uh, you're 10 weeks in any advice you have for people that right now, they're probably sitting in the same seat. You are fairly new. What would be some, just a couple tips because I mean, you, you had some great success. Um, yeah. So that's and a twofold. I think um, I feel so grateful that a lot of my background and experience has been directly translatable into client services and negotiations and things that are you know, I'm doing every single day, which is wonderful. Um, but on the other hand, I would say there's experts that are already successful. So there's no reason to recreate the wheel. Right. Um, I've really been, I can't say I've implemented it all, but I've been going through everything that I learned in Ninja Installation and attending the path calls and trying to implement something that has been proven successful. Yes. I'm just trusting that you guys are the experts, right? And obviously <laughs> it's coming to fruition. Um, I have another buyer client that I'm going out with today that I also met through an open house. Um, so yes, going going forward, it's just kind of investing that time and knowing that that people walk the path before me. Yeah. Well, and and you know, and it's funny because I always say that I I learn something every time and I love doing the podcast because I always pick up little bitty things, little nuances. And like today, listening to you, I love the fact that you said, hey, you don't have to fill out everything, but we need at least a phone number or an email address and it's for the safety of our sellers. I mean, those are great dialogues that, you know, we can implement and we know that they work. And the fact that you just put it in play and said, hey, let's give it a shot and see what happens. And it turns into business. And I think that a lot of people miss business because they have this fear or this inside voice as to they'll talk themselves out of doing those things because it's not comfortable. And then someone like yourself steps in and goes, well, I just got a transaction because of it and I'm going to keep doing it and then I'm going to make it better. And that's, I think, the big learning point is that I love it when people come in with a fresh perspective and they're bringing an outside experience into now into real estate and said, hey, I tried this because it worked in where I used to be and what I used to do and it really worked well and we can learn from each other in doing that. So I'm just, number one, grateful you sent me the email and that you were on the path call and then you said, hey, this worked for me and then you were willing to get on our uh, podcast because- um, people can learn from your experience and we can all get better because of it. So I just want to say thank you for taking the time to be with us today. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for having me. Yep. And hey, real quick, uh, if uh, any of our listeners wanted to get a hold of you to kind of learn more about what you're doing and how you're doing, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Probably the easiest way to start would be just to email me. Um, my email is amanda at stanleyhomes, S-T-A-N-D-L-E-Y homes.com. Dot com. That's terrific. And I will Feel free to reach out. Yeah. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. And a real important question. Got any fun 4th of July plans? Yes, we are actually going camping up in Lincoln Rock uh, towards Lake Chelan. We go every year. It's not always on 4th of July, but we go with my husband's whole family. I think there's 25 of us, oh uh, grandparents, kids, cousins, nieces and nephews. So going for a long weekend of sunshine. Those are the best camping trips too, when everybody's there, because then you can enjoy the, I don't know if, I don't know if they're allowing fires right now. I know Chelan sometimes is a little bit uh, funny on that because <laughs> this time yeah, you burn bands, you have burn bands, but uh, it's always fun to just to have those big family camping trips and be by the water. So that's really awesome. Yes. Looking forward to it. 
Well, hey, thank you. And we always end these uh, with all of our listeners. Folks, thanks for listening to our podcast. If you like what we're doing, let us know. If you want to share this, please share it out. If you want to reach out to Amanda, please do that. Uh, and uh, we'll always end these like we always do by saying, be awesome, help somebody and make it a great day. Amanda, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Michael. Right. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our Windermere Coaching Minute. We hope you found this content helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. And we'll always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.